Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. What is truth? What is right? Often, what's right and what's true aren't black and white. In part two of our conversation with coach Nikki Jesse, we dive into the full context of her viral thread on transferring from the University of Florida when things got hard and the realizations that came years later. Stay tuned to hear more from the remarkable women's basketball coach at Warner University. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As you start thinking about your spring sports season, the TeamSnap app can help you spend more time focusing on coaching and less time worrying about the team management side of things. Even in this preseason time, coaches can use the app to start building relationships with players and parents through the messaging features. Plus, once your spring schedule's ready, put it on the app for parents to easily sync to their calendars. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com slash winning for more information. Nikki Jesse worked hard to become a top 50 player in her high school recruiting class, and she earned a scholarship to the University of Florida. She made it, right? She'd arrived. Well, that's what Nikki thought too, but the hard was only beginning. In part two, Coach Nikki Jesse does a remarkable job of explaining the perspective of a clearly elite athlete coming to the realization that her definition of hard was off. At Florida, surrounded by standout players from all over the country, there was a higher level of hard that she didn't know about and that she struggled to contend with. Let's jump into the conversation right now. Now, what was it like being a top 50 player and an All-American? I mean, you're in high school, you love the game, you develop yourself, you work off the court, and then you become one of the top 50 players, All-American, recruited by big schools like Florida. How are you feeling as a junior and senior in high school? I mean, it, it was nice. Nothing compared to what the kids get now, you know? My twin actually still jokes about it now because she... She ended up playing basketball. She didn't start till like ninth grade, but just kind of played for fun. And, you know, every morning there'd be an article about me in the paper. Or there'd be something about my maiden name is, Nick, is Sullivan. So it's Nikki Sullivan this, Nikki Sullivan that. And at the bottom, it'd always say, and her twin sister Megan plays basketball too, or something like that. And she'd be like, I don't even know why they put that in there. And um, so some parts of it, yes. But I mean, honestly, I'm kind of an introvert to begin with. So I'm not a real big attention person. So I usually would tune it out. I just like playing basketball. And mm. I don't know if I necessarily knew how good I was. I knew I was good, but not like what I could be. So I think there was some self-doubt there too, you know, and there's always like, I'm still the same way too. I've only coached, I've taken over four college basketball programs as a head coach, and I have only coached losing programs. I've only taken over programs that nobody thinks they can win at and things like that. So I always have a bit of a chip on my shoulder. Hmm. Like I have to prove something. And I'm, I mean, I'm 47 right now. I've never lost any program I've been at. Like, you know, I still have a little bit of a, you know, 
I got to prove myself still. So I think I was a little bit like that as a player too. So I never kind of totally relaxed and get comfortable, which I don't think you should anyways, but I'm never like, oh, we've arrived. You know, I never was like that as a player either. So. Well, Coach, you had that incredible thread. What was the inspiration for creating that thread on January 10th? I don't know if there's an inspiration. I'll I'll put stuff out there sometimes even on Facebook and stuff, and I've just started putting like longer threads like that on Twitter and just obviously breaking them up. And um, just different things that happen if I see something like with my team or with younger players, I think, and, you know, we're – our daughter is 12 and she's seventh grade and she loves basketball and getting, you know, she's getting pretty decent at it and she's like really working and stuff. So we have moments where we have to, you know, talk to her about, you know, overcoming adversity or she complains about something with the refs or, you know, we talked to her quite a bit about, we're really careful about not talking to her too much about basketball. Like we want this to be her thing and not our thing. You know, she's got two college coaches that are raising her too. So we're, we just have moments where I'm like, you know, it's sometimes it's just about learning how to overcome stuff too. And like everything is hard. And I don't think, I talked to my players about this quite a bit too, because we're, we're in the process of having our best season ever. And I talked to them quite a bit about the last three years where we were, all the struggles and how we've come so far. And I was like, I said, I know we're winning now and we're doing well. I said, but it's still hard. It's a different kind of hard. It's like, it's always going to be hard. It's not like you arrive someplace and suddenly life's easy. Like even this year, like, you know, we're winning and it makes everything great and stuff like that. But I was like, there's been hard moments. Like we've had some struggles still and, you know, some injuries and things like that. So it just made me think about like, especially with college, you know, these kids, your goal is to play in college. Like that you've been working your whole life to go to college. And then you get there and you think you've arrived like it's going to be easy and it's a different level hard and it is not for everybody and I just think that there's so many kids that as soon as something gets hard as soon as their feelings get hurt as soon as they don't play or as soon as you know the coach says something or whatever that they quit and I think it's such a it's just an epidemic and it drives me crazy too and and I do think there's there's lots of instances where you should quit. Like there are things, you know, like go on that maybe it's not a right fit. You need a different whatever. But I think more kids than not, if they don't play, they don't get in the gym. First of all, work hard and figure out why they're not playing. They just sit there and bide their time and think that, oh, when I'm a sophomore, I'll play. Like this kid will graduate. It doesn't work that way. You're going to have other players that come in that are good and you still got to prove yourself. And so I think there was just this, I'm kind of annoyed with what's going on. Hey, Coach, what were some of the challenges and mistakes you made at Florida that you kind of alluded to in your tweet on January 10th? I think I thought I was a hard worker before I got there. And I really didn't, I didn't have any idea of that level of work ethic. I think like most, it's a little different now. I think kids have so many access to so many trainers and people like that. And I was not in great shape. Uh, I wasn't horrible, but I wasn't like at F-level shape. And I think uh, at that point, I like oh, there's lots of kids that go to college and think, oh, my coach will get me in shape. No, you come in in shape. Like we're gonna 
we don't get you in shape. Like that's not the first thing that we're working on. You should already be in shape. We're getting you in game shape, but that's different. So that was the first thing I had no idea. I had never really lifted weight and I'm six feet tall and weighed about 150 pounds. So lifting weights, I had gone early in the summer though to take a couple classes. So lifting weights was, I mean, I remember practically crawling back to my dorm room. And <laughs> so there was a lot of the, yeah, I'm serious. We did like, we stepped on the football field and I mean, there I was covered in grass and I'd get back to my dorm room and lay in bed. I couldn't even take a shower. I was so tired and I was not prepared for the physical part of it. Mm. Um, but also all the practice, you know, you're so exhausted and you're lifting weights, you're going to class, you got three hour practices, but you also are supposed to go shoot and work on your game on your own. And just things like that, that I just, just don't realize how much of a time commitment it is. And before it was like, you know what, I'm in high school. I really don't have to study a whole lot. I can just go play pickup and shoot and stuff. And I've got all this time on my hands and it's just different as college. Like, so just balancing your time and stuff and like what, how I'm going to spend it. And then also uh, I was a really good student in high school, but I didn't really have to work very hard to be a good student. And then I go to college and I've got 500 people in my class nobody's checking if I go to class. I'm like, I was a pretty good kid, but I'd be like, eh, too tired. I'm not going to class. And when I transferred, I barely had a 2.0. That was so not me either. And but that was just poor choices I was making. Like I'm on my own, feeling pretty good about being, uh, I put adult in quotes because I definitely wasn't even close to adult. So just those, I think those are typical freshman mistakes. Hey, Coach, listen, everything's turned out amazing. I know you're, you're coaching, you've got a family, you've got a beautiful daughter. But if you could have talked to your struggling freshman and sophomore self at Florida, what would you have told her? I would have said, you know, everything you're feeling is valid, but you can fix everything. Like, you can fix it if you just get in the gym and work. Go to class, it'll make things so much easier. And then, you know, work on your own, like come in and work just those normal things. Like I think, you know, even the kids I have now that struggle uh, academically or struggle with basketball, they get where they're almost frozen in fear. And like, I just had a kid, actually it's our starting point guard and she's a smart kid and stuff, but she's failing a math class. And I, I'd already spoken to her about it. We got her tutor and all that. Well, I found out she stopped going to class because she honestly was so scared because she was doing so bad. And I'm like, you're frozen in fear. I'm like, you're already doing bad. You can't do no work. I was like, but you have to make the first step and go to class. And I think that somebody needed to just tell me that. And I say that now, but I was pretty, you know, stubborn kid. I don't, I would think I would have listened, but who knows. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com, and go to the contact page. Before I close, though, my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, and my video series, Model Student Athlete, are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. We want to shine the spotlight on coaches and youth sports who are making a positive impact 
impact on young student athletes. And we want to recognize Haley Speed, the director of operations for the Seton Hall women's soccer team, a youth coach for STA in New Jersey, and an Olympic development coach of the 2010 Eastern New York Girls. Last year, she was named to the United Soccer Coaches 30 Under 30 class. Congratulations, Haley. Last but not least, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to app to help you have a successful spring sports season. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.